on today's show. Going to be reacting to ESPN's top 100 list for NBA players heading into this upcoming season. Three Clippers on the list. I think you can guess which ones. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Russell Westbrook. Where were they ranked? What do we think of the rankings? Going to be talking about that on today's Locked On Clippers. On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team, every day. I'm your host, Darren Vizieri, born and raised in L.A. and going into my 19th season as a Clipper fan this fall. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more L.A. Clipper, NBA, and L.A. sports content. And Locked on Clipper is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. I want you to let me know which one of these three players ranking do you think was the most ridiculous because, as always with ESPN and their rankings, it's always going to be pretty bad. Remember the great Kobe Bryant once said, <laughs> they got a bunch of idiots over there. I'm not going to go that far, but let's talk about these rankings. PG, Kawhi, and Russ, the three Clippers that made the top 100, as you'd be able to expect. And I'm going to start out with PG, who shockingly, shockingly, was our highest rated player. And I'm not saying shockingly with sarcasm there. I genuinely was shocked that they'd really put Paul George as our highest-ranked player when it's consensus that Kawhi is our best player. And if their criteria is that Paul George is more available, well, last season he only played four more games. Paul played 56, Kawhi played 52. There is no reason why Paul George should be ranked higher. Paul George comes in at number 18 in ESPN's rankings, which is about right. Here are the players directly above him. Jamal Murray. Well, it's safe to say that Paul George is better all-time than Jamal Murray. Safe to say that when Paul George is at his best, he is better than Jamal Murray. But what do we want as Clipper fans? For Paul George to be a second option on a championship team like Jamal Murray was and just did at the highest level. So we got to give Jamal Murray the edge there. Just being unbiased, taking my emotions out of it at their best? No, Paul George is better. All-time? Not even a comparison. But Jamal Murray just was... The second best prime championship team, and he was incredible the whole way. So we got to give him the benefit there. Bam Adebayo, been the best player on two Eastern Conference champion teams. Again, I don't think he's a better player than Paul George when P's at his best. He's definitely not a better player all time, but just given what he's done the last couple of seasons, to me, a top five defender in the NBA, I think that's fair to have Bam Adebayo at 16 or whatever. Maybe a little high for Bam, but... I'm okay with him being above Paul George right now, given that Paul George missed 26 games last season and every playoff game, and he missed 51 games in 2022. So he hasn't been the most available player since the conference finals run in 2021. Then you have Donovan Mitchell ranked 15th. To be honest, I can't really push back on that. Donovan Mitchell was definitely better last season than Paul George. In 2022... I think when they were both on the court, it was fairly even, but Donovan in the playoffs, 
he was just at his wit's end with Utah. But I think that's fair to have Spida. And then Dame, Ant-Man, Jimmy Butler. So to be honest, Paul George at 18 is fine with me. If anything, he's a little too high because he shouldn't be higher than Kawhi Leonard, right? But Paul George, I think it's about accurate to have him in the 15 to 20 range. I think there are a lot of players that are around that Paul George level. And with Paul George, the first step is for him to play 60-plus games. He was missed, He missed that mark by four last season. And when I say 60-plus games, I mean 60-plus and the playoffs. It's no point if he plays 65 games and is not there for the playoffs. And it's, I'm not saying it's his fault or something that he can always control. That injury against Lou Dort and the Thunder was just bad luck, a terrible landing. But the thing about Paul George is when he's at his best, he's playing like a top 10, top 15 guy. Because it's not like he has a skill deficiency, and everyone knows that. He's got the three-level scoring ability. He can hit pull-ups going both ways. He can hit turnarounds over either shoulder. He doesn't need too many dribbles to get busy. He's tall. He's still athletic. He can defend. He's an above-average passer. Nothing crazy, though. I wouldn't even call him a good one. I'd say above-average is the is the way that I can best describe it because for every good pass he throws, he'll have one that's just like, what are you thinking kind of thing. So Paul George, his ceiling to me is measured by his hunger and his mentality. This season, he claims to be back on his bully stuff. If that's the case, I want to see a relentlessness. And in the last preseason game, we saw him shoot himself out of the game with those jump shots. And how many times have we said that Paul George has the tendency to shoot himself out of a game by only shooting jump shots or almost all jumpers? Look, jump shots aren't easy. A lot of it's a rhythm thing. When you see a couple miss, you start getting in your head. And then before you know it, you're one for seven. Paul George is 6'9 with still a decent amount of bounce. He's got long arms. Yes, he gets a bad whistle. Yes, he's had a lot of injury issues. But he needs to continue to be aggressive and go to the basket frequently. Because when he gets to the line, when he does get to the rim, and he still has the capability of getting by guys and getting there, he finishes decently. It's not like he's a bad finisher. I wouldn't say he finishes everything like an Anthony Edwards these days, but he's a good finisher. He still can poster guys as well. It's just that aggression. You know, it is a taxing thing going to the basket over and over again. Shooting jump shots is a settle. It's easier on your body. I've been there. Everyone that's played basketball has been there. Your body's tired. You don't feel like going to the basket. There might be contact. You might get hit in the face. This is the price that comes with winning championships and being the best. Paul George, the problem is he doesn't create enough easy baskets for himself in isolation. Of course, I think Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, they'll create easy baskets for Paul George this season. But we still want Paul George to create his own. He still is the second best player on this team. Any second option you have on a championship contending team, you want to be able to create for themselves and take pressure off that number one guy. Paul George, no matter what ESPN wants to say, is not the Clippers' number one guy. He is the number two guy. And to play at the best level that he can play at, he needs to be aggressive and not settle. It can't be just let the game come to me. No. Okay, when you're out there in the starting lineup, sure, let the game come to you. You have Kawhi out there. You have Westbrook out there. But when they're staggered, and when I say they, that means Kawhi and Paul, meaning that one will always be in the game, Paul George needs to be aggressive. He needs to be the most aggressive player. He needs to be our second leading shot taker for the average on on the season. He has to be. And I hope to see that. And it starts with his health. 
But overall, PG number 18, I don't really have much problem with it. He should really be 19, but I'll take Paul George in the top 20. But talking about a guy who should be top 20, should be top 15, went healthy, he's really top 5? Kawhi Leonard? Going to be talking about where he ended up in the ranking. I got to tell you a little something about FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. So snap into action this NFL season with it. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, so let's talk about our franchise player, the main man, Kawhi Leonard, and where he was placed in ESPN's ranking. He was placed at 24. Now, we all know that Kawhi Leonard is not the 24th best player in the NBA. He's much higher than that. The obvious reason why he's ranked this low is because of the concerns about his health, his unreliableness, Played in zero games in 2022 because he tore his ACL. And then he played in 52 games plus two playoff games this past season. He is the poster boy for load management given that the term was coined for his program with the Toronto Raptors. He just doesn't give me any confidence in his availability. And he hasn't been able to play 10 straight games or wasn't able to play 10 consecutive games last season. Kawhi Leonard, when he plays, I wouldn't even take five players over him. Seriously. I think Jokic, Steph, and Giannis are like the only ones. I said, okay, fine. But that's it. That's literally it. I would take Kawhi over KD. I'd take him over Booker. I'd take him over LeBron and AD. I would really take him over all these guys when he's on the court and healthy. Last season, he was playing at an all-NBA level when he was healthy. But I get it. I understand why he is where he's at. But that being said, he did play 52 games last year. It's not like he missed the majority of the season. He played in the majority of games. Okay, 30 games is a large chunk to miss. Let's talk about who was ranked over him. De'Aaron Fox is number 23. Kawhi is number 24. De'Aaron Fox is number 23. Okay, De'Aaron Fox is not better than Kawhi, but he did have a good season, a really good season. He was awesome in the playoffs. They were one game away from beating Golden State. They did have a better season than us. And they made it further in the playoffs, technically, in the sense that they took the Warriors to Game 7. So, fine. I'll give you De'Aaron Fox. DeMontis Sabonis. While he had a better regular season than Fox, in the playoffs, Sabonis couldn't even hit an open mid-range. And for that reason, he does not belong over Kawhi Leonard. (laughs) Seriously. The players that belong over Kawhi Leonard have to have shown me something in the playoffs as well. If you, Because Kawhi, if he's in the playoffs, if he's playing, the other team is scared. That's the difference. No one's scared of Sabonis right now after what we saw. That's just being honest. I think Sabonis is a great player, but he was being left open by Kevon Looney and Draymond Green to take open foul line jump shots. Kawhi Leonard is not left open anywhere within two feet beyond the three-point line. So Kawhi Leonard over Sabonis for me. I think Fox should be over Sabonis too. Then you've got Tyrese Halliburton, 
who, for whatever reason, and I love his game, is just a media darling. I think he's he's so well-spoken. He's wise beyond his years. But we haven't seen Tyrese Halliburton schemed in any postseason game. He's never played in a postseason game in his entire career, and he's ranked over guys like De'Aaron Fox, for example, and Kawhi. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't disagree more with that. Ty- Tyrese Halliburton needs to wait his turn. And he should not be over Kawhi Leonard, even with the injuries. And it's not like Tyrese Halliburton didn't miss games last year. He missed a stretch of the season that ended up altering the course of the Pacers season. I remember saying on Locked on Clippers when we lost that horrible game in Indiana, I said <laughs> I said that Tyrese Halliburton, if he gets injured, they're not going to be good at all. And by the way, I'm looking at the games played. Oh my God. Tyrese Halliburton played 56 games, only four more than Kawhi. Yeah. Absolutely not. He should not be higher than Kawhi Leonard. Then you have Carl Anthony Towns. Don't even get me started on how disrespectful that is. I think that's disrespectful to De'Aaron Fox, too. Carl Anthony Towns played in how many games last season? 29! 29 games! And wasn't even that insane in the playoffs. 18 points a game in the playoffs on 25% shooting from three-point. And you're telling me he's better than De'Aaron Fox and Kawhi. He's not even better than Paul George. Oh, yeah, but they didn't say he was better than Paul George. So okay. But he's not better than Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I, I would take load-managing Kawhi missing 32 games over that. And, again, he missed more games. So that's insanity. Then you have Jalen Brown, who has been healthy, but he's a second option. I don't think if you're a second option, you should be – considered over Kawhi Leonard really um the only one you can make an argument for is like Jamal Murray because he won the championship but (laughs) I just I just feel weird saying Jamal Murray over Kawhi even with his injury health like uh concerns I just feel weird obviously Paul George shouldn't be over him then you have Murray Bam Adebayo I disagree Donovan Mitchell I also disagree Damian Lillard I also disagree and then when we get to Jimmy Butler Devin Booker AD LeBron okay fine I'll stop there but Kawhi Leonard should be like at 15 or 14. If anything, you know, they had him ranked higher last season and he was coming off of a zero game season. Now he plays 52 games, plays two playoff games. Okay, he missed the playoffs. But he plays in 52 games and shows you that he is still that amazing player and you rank him lower. I just don't really see it. I don't really agree. Um, Kawhi Leonard, I get it. I get the concerns about his health, but listing guys that played 29 games over him, four games over him that haven't played a postseason game in their lives, yeah, I'm not about that. So Kawhi Leonard should absolutely be higher. But coming up, I got to tell you about the most shocking placement of all, and that is Russell Westbrook. Going to be talking about where they ranked him coming up. All right, so... Russell Westbrook, brace yourselves for this one, people. Russell Westbrook was ranked 94th, 94th in the league. They really said that there are 93 players that are better than Russell Westbrook in the NBA. Shout out to former Clipper Kenyon Martin. He went on an absolute tirade on Gil's Arena, Gilbert Arena's show, about 
are you seriously telling me there are 30-plus players better than Kyrie? Are you seriously telling me that there are 93 players better than Russell Westbrook? Look, if this was Russell Westbrook for the Lakers only that never played for the Clippers, I would honestly agree. I would honestly agree. But this isn't Russell Westbrook that played for the Lakers. This is Russell Westbrook that played for the Clippers and played a really solid stretch at the end of the season and was 24-8-7 and in the playoffs and won us the, helped win us the first game and almost got us a couple other games, but we were just too short-handed. There are certain guys that are ranked above him that wouldn't be able to lead a team if they had an instruction manual to do it. Russell Westbrook, even if his... You know, he has his flaws, right? But Russell Westbrook has the ability on any given night, like we saw against Memphis last year, put him with some put some shooters around him, one or two bigs, he gives you a chance to win. The guys that I'm about to name, they are role players. That's nothing more specialist at one thing. They do not have the all-around prowess that Westbrook has. People talk about, oh, Westbrook can't shoot. Westbrook can't shoot. Look at all the other things he does really well. Rebounds the ball, passes the ball. Always gets gives you energy, gets you downhill. The little things communication-wise he does. The confidence, the athleticism. I, when I emphasize the confidence, when I say Westbrook is confident, that again, not the Lakers version, the one that we got, that sometimes has been criticized in the past throughout the course of his career of being too overconfident and just making rash decisions, thinking he's Superman. Here's the thing. These players I'm about to name, I know I've been, it's a bit of a cliffhanger right now, these players I'm about to name, they couldn't have that kind of confidence if you tried to teach it to them. You can't teach it. That's the thing. That's why Westbrook is who he is. That's why he's a first ballot Hall of Famer and averaged four triple doubles. Ready? Here are the players that I think should not be ranked over Westbrook. And I'm not even going to go one by one because there's so many of them that I'm just going to list them and then we'll go in between or individually. Russell Westbrook, by the way, in my opinion, where should, should he be ranked? Definitely top 70, at least 75. He's definitely a top 70 player in the NBA. Ready? Mike Conley, Emmanuel Quickly, Josh Hart, John Collins, Kavon Looney, Buddy Heald, Robert Williams, Kyle Kuzma, Anthony Simons, Clint Capella, Tobias Harris, Cam Johnson, Bobby Portis, Jalen Green, Tyler Hero, Scoot Henderson, Jordan Clarkson, Chris Paul, Cade Cunningham, Chet Holmgren, Jordan Poole, RJ Barrett, Walker Kessler, Marcus Smart, OG Ananobi, Michael Porter Jr., Jeremy Grant, Fred Van Vliet, Jared Allen, and DeAndre Ayton. I'm going to start from the top. Mike Conley is not better than Westbrook. I remember we were talking about whether the Clippers should get Mike Conley because he would be a better fit. But there's a reason why we say better fit. He's not a better player than Westbrook. You can't put Conley out there with a bunch of non-All-Stars and say, go win. He can't do that. He can't, doesn't have that star quality. He doesn't have the highs that Russell Westbrook has. If Mike Conley shot three for 19 in a game, he wouldn't be at this age. This is not Mike Conley in his prime with Memphis. If he was three for 19 in a game, he would not be able to affect the game the way Westbrook did in game one. He would never, has Mike Conley ever averaged 24 points, eight rebounds, like 24, five and five in a series? It's just, that's disrespectful. Mike Conley is a good role player. Westbrook can still be a star in a given night. It's no comparison. Emmanuel quickly, an energizer bunny that could be most likely the best comparison on our team is Bowens Highland. Emmanuel quickly is a good sixth man. I will say he plays good defense and he's a better shooter than Russ, but
but in no way, shape, or form to me is he better than Westbrook. Josh Hart, very good defender, decent shooter, good at attacking the rim. He is not better than Westbrook. Westbrook it can still give you 10 assists a night. He is still a good passer. Say what you want about his turnovers. Not like Josh Hart and Emmanuel Quickly's basketball IQs are through the roof. Russell Westbrook, I, did we watch the playoffs is what I want to know. Did we watch the playoffs? Because Josh Hart and Emmanuel Quickly couldn't do that if their lives depended on it. No disrespect. They're good in their roles. John Collins, who the Hawks shipped out because he could not play his role well enough. He's not better than Westbrook. Never has been in his life. Robert Williams doesn't stay healthy. He's a good rim protector and lob threat. He's not better than an all-around player like Westbrook. Kavon Looney, amazing at what he does. He's not better than Westbrook. Buddy Heald, who's good at one thing, shooting and actually two things, shooting and moving without the ball. Are you kidding me? He's not in Westbrook's galaxy. I understand Laker fans wanted Buddy Heald over Westbrook on their team because he was a better fit. Again, if Buddy Heald, the best player on your team on any given night in the NBA, you are not winning. He can perform the best because other players are giving him shots. He, if he is going into your game, the best player on your team, you're not going to win. Kyle Kuzma, you can make an argument he might be better than Russ now, but he's not playing meaningful basketball for me to say that with conviction. Russell Westbrook, he's <laughs> just better than Kuzma. Clint Capella. Anthony Simons, he cannot guard anybody. Russell Westbrook was guarding Kevin Durant at the point of attack and swatting multiple shots of his in the playoffs. Are you kidding me? This man skies above the rim for offensive rebounds. Like Westbrook, as a screener that we saw with the Clippers, has a lot of utility as well. Anthony Simons is a gunner. When he's not hitting, how much is he affecting the game? Clint Capella, one-dimensional, good shot blocker and rim roller who can't hit a jump hook to save his life. Great, very solid role player. Is Again, role player. Tobias Harris, Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson's ascending. I think he's a good player, but no. Jalen Green, Tyler Hero, these young players, like no. They're not better than Russ. Scoot Henderson hasn't played a game. <laughs> Jordan Clarkson, he's just a gunner. I'm sorry, I'm not taking these guys that are just better at shooting and maybe better at scoring right now than Russ. I'm sorry, like, Cam Johnson's a better shooter. That's it. He's not a better rebounder. He might be a better defender these days consistently. When Russ is in the mood, though, he's not better defensively than Russ. Russ is more athletic than Cam, even though Cam Johnson has some underrated posters, I'm not going to lie. Russell Westbrook's more athletic than Cam Johnson right now. Russell Westbrook could post up little guards. And speaking of little guards, we just watched a series in which Aiton and Chris Paul were on the court. You're telling me they were better than Westbrook in that series? No, they weren't. No, they weren't. Chet Holmgren hasn't played a game. Cade Cunningham has not proven much. I think Cade will be better than Russ after the season's over. But Cade hasn't played enough. Jordan Poole is not better than Westbrook. No, he is not. If... Yeah, that's a perfect example. I like Jordan Poole. If he's not hitting his shots, how else is he affecting the game? Westbrook's a much better passer, better rebounder, better defender. He gets to the basket whenever he wants. Even to this day, he can get two feet in the paint when he wants. R.J. Barrett is no... I, I'm sorry. He's nowhere near Westbrook. Walker Kessler, great shot blocker. Good rebounder. Not better than Russ. O.G. Ananobi, he's a 3 and D guy. These role players that are just straight... They could not be stars... These guys are not better than Russ. A lot of these guys, R.J. Barrett, Marcus Smart, like these guys, their ceiling is good role player. Although R.J. Barrett, some Knicks fans may fight me on that. There's, these are just role players. We've talked about Jeremy Grant coming to the Clippers to be our fourth guy, our fourth best player. 
So, I mean, just he's not playing meaningful basketball. Jared Allen, great shot blocker. Got absolutely destroyed by the Knicks in the playoffs. Couldn't rebound. I think Westbrook might be a better rebounder than Jared Allen. So I couldn't disagree more. If you disagree, because Westbrook is so polarizing, a lot of people might disagree with my take on how high he should be. I'm not saying he should be top 50, but he's better than some of those guys I named that are good at one or two skills. Westbrook is an all-around player. He has one glaring weakness, his shooting ability, and everyone thinks that's the end-all, be-all to basketball. I disagree. I disagree completely. Westbrook does a lot of things that don't even go on the stat sheet off the court that make a difference, but... Let me know what you think. Again, I don't take these ESPN rankings seriously. It's just something for me to talk about because it's the offseason and we're so close to the season. And sooner or later, or should I say soon, I won't have to talk about these meaningless topics. Although it's just interesting. It's just food for thought. Clippers can win the championship without a top 10 player. That would be a hilarious narrative, right? Without a top 15 player, actually. But let me know what you think of the list. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DimeDropperPod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, DimeDropper. For more LA Clipper and LA Sports and NBA content, let me know what you think of this episode. Locked on Clippers, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe and hit the notification bell so you know every single time we post a video. All things Clippers, five days a week. You already know how it is. Do you think those players I named, some of them are better than Russ? And I would like an explanation besides, there's a better shooter. Please. It's not the end-all, be-all to basketball. Anyway, the age-old proverb continues. Go Clippers.